Hello and good morning, Maria Acevedo and I are back for another episode of SDB in the Spotlight. I'm Monica Cristopa. And today we are speaking with one of our most energetic and enthusiastic middle school principals, Mr. Joe Vidrox, the principal of Aldridge Middle School. Now, Maria, before I turn it over to you to kick off our interview with Joe, I do want to mention that he wrote a blog for our website titled NASCAR Rev Your Engines, and it was really one of our most popular blogs that we posted last year, and it was well received. So, Joe, I'm going to start it off with what inspired you to write that blog? Well, I got a picture in my mind that was related to how I felt my work felt to me every day. Yeah. And there are so many things happening all at once. And the picture of a car, Mm -hmm. you know, with an inch between this bumper and that bumper traveling at 180 miles an hour, (laughs) you know, and this, the, the challenge of keeping it on course and moving through the obstacles and coming out ahead. Um, I just, it, felt to me like a great word picture, you know, for what I do and why I love it. It was. It was. And we were both a big fan of your blog. And if any of you guys listening missed reading it, you can go to our website under our news tab and click on SDB blogs and you can read Joe's blog and a dozen of other blogs. But let's get started with our interview today. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your career with the school district of Beloit? Yeah, sure. Um, I've been with the district. This will be my 24th year, I think, coming up. You're um, almost a member of the Quarter Century Club. Shh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, uh, it's been a great 24 years. And uh, I started out as a teacher here at Robinson uh, under the great Tom Tiedek. He was the principal there when I was a third grade teacher. Um, then from there, I moved to Converse. And it was funny because Sage was a part of what Robinson um, had as their program. And hey, so, what is Sage for our listeners? I think I'll get it right here. Okay. It, it's a, a, it might be a federal, but a, a yeah. state at least, uh, sub, subsidizing education, giving you money so that you can keep class sizes lower. Oh, so, okay. So you know, my first two years in third grade, I, I taught and the, the ratio was 18 to 1. And I went to Converse and it was 31 to 1. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So just a little bit different, but all great experiences. I was with the great Bob Lyman, our rest in peace. Uh, And then um, after Converse, Burge. uh, And uh, then I became a principal and was principal with Tony Bosco over at McNeil. Okay, now you're going to date yourself because Maria went to McNeil probably 2008 or so. Were you there then? Uh, nope. I think yeah. my first year was two twelve. Okay. So it's it been after. kind of a nice journey for Maria as we're interviewing staff. She's like, Oh, I had them for a principal. I had them for a teacher. Yeah, I had yeah. them for an assistant. Well, and it, it really connects well to our reconfiguration because yeah. McNeil's the school that's coming mostly over, over to Aldrich. And, you know, I spent a lot of, a lot of time in that building with a lot of teachers and kids. And oh, so great. there's a, a special place in my heart just for that. And so, um, that's a, that's a good connection, but about myself, I didn't really get, that was, you know, my, my professional mm. self. Um, and I, uh, I've got two kids. So mm. Kelly is 26 and Caleb's 23. Caleb's in the military. Um, and he's stationed in Jacksonville, Florida. And Kelly just returned from Australia. She was there for, uh, I think six months with a work visa, uh, and so I love my kids. Um, you know, I spend time with them as often as I can and other things I do. I love to read and I like to stay physically fit. So that's pretty much my life in a nutshell. That's good. 
Very good. Yeah. So what is the best part about being a principal? Well, the whole NASCAR word picture pretty much summarizes it. Um, it's the people. I love working with people. I, I wouldn't do well sitting behind a, you know, a computer for eight to mm-hmm. 10 hours a day. Uh, the interaction just is full of energy for me. And uh, so I love, I love the people, the kids, the staff, uh, the families. Um, I love the challenge every, every, the speed of it all coming at you. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. and then trying to pull out of every situation, the best possible outcome, you know? So whether it's not a great situation or the greatest situation, how can I bring something to it to make it the best it can be? Yeah, it's interesting. We interviewed um, Betsy Schroeder last Friday, principal at BLA, and Mm -hmm. a lot of what she said is what you've said. It's that interaction with students, family, staff. Mm -hmm. So um, must be a theme among principals who enjoy their job. And I will tell you, Maria, both Maria and I have been in your building, and we rarely see you in the office. So I'm like, where is... Uh, Joe, oh, he's out. He's with the, this class, mm-hmm. or he's down in the gym, or he's in the cafeteria. So come in after five p.m. That's when I'm there. Okay, after <laughs> five p.m. There we go, Maria. We're just going at the wrong time. So, what is something that would surprise people to know about being a principal? Do you think? Well, maybe the the myth is you sit in an office mm. all day and just kind of rule from above, and mm-hmm. you know, sit in the clouds and things, and it's uh, so completely not a part of my life as a mm-hmm. principal. Um, it might surprise them that one of my favorite parts of what I do is lunch duty. Really? Yeah. Cause I, I'm, I'm in the cafeteria. That's where yeah. in, in Aldrich, that's where the principals are during yeah. each of the lunch periods. And you know, the kids line up for food on the wall and it's just a great yeah. time to sit and interact and mess with them and, and laugh and have a good time. And, you know, because generally I see them when there's a problem, right. and that's a totally neutral environment and we can, see each other on equal footing and just have a guy love it have a great time that's great plus the food's pretty good i hear oh yeah okay. and I heard it might even be you know taking a step forward this year with our oh our, yeah our... i know we have a new vendor we'll have to interview them maria we, we do uh, chartwell i think is who the that's the yep, that's it. Is yeah. that it? well i haven't actually tasted it so you'll have to give me oh. a chance well, to you know, fully taste the desserts and okay like they that. did have students on the selection committee thank you for bringing that up yeah. so students actually got to uh, when the vendors came in to present for who was going to be providing food service they actually had students on the selection committee yeah some I of mine the went there time. they did yeah. i was gonna say yeah. it's the first time I think they have involved the student voice in this, and I, I guess mm-hmm. it was very. They loved it. I asked them about it the next day, like it was so cool. We got to test all this <laughs> food, and they just were totally uh, excited and jacked about it. So I like it was a good experience. It. So communication is very important. Um, what are the ways in which you communicate with your families and students? Yeah. Well, you're, you are a good communicator, so well, share you. how you... First of all, it's the knowledge that it'll make or break you. Mm. If you do it poorly, you don't have much of a chance of success. So communication's key, absolutely key, whether it's with people that work here at Keck or mm-hmm. families or students or staff. You almost you almost cannot over-communicate. It's impossible. Right. Um, but my the way that I like to do it to make sure it works best is face-to-face. Mm. You know, instead of an email, I right. try and put it in a staff meeting or meet mm. that person one-to-one or mm. um, it just works better. Um, you know, by the time you send the same email five times and then now you're at about 80% of the people. Right. <laughs> it still doesn't carry the same weight as explaining it and, and talking them. So I, I like the face-to-face approach. Um, we do morning announcements. That's a way for me to communicate. And, you know, you might poo-poo that a little bit, mm-hmm. morning announcements. But uh, we our eighth grade uh, promotion ceremony, both the speakers, the kids that were up there, 
referenced things. Oh, that the we morning say. announcements. Yeah, because yeah, oh. we I always end it with. Uh, I remember keep your your pants up, your hood, your hood. No, your your hood's down, your pants up, uh. and your phones in your lockers all day every day. Oh. <laughs> hey, that's good advice for adults too. Right, right. So they're like parroting that, yeah. going, "I can't, I can't go to sleep at night without right. hearing that." And oh I said, my gosh. That means you want more announcements, right, guys? Oh, <laughs> oh funny. But it, that's not what it meant. Right, <laughs> I know. Alrighty, so let's talk a little bit about your summer family engagement events. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you still have some coming up. What kind of feedback have you been hearing at them? Or tell us a little, um, some of the highlights yeah. from them. Well, feedback has been, you know, excellent from the people that no one said, this was a terrible idea to have a picnic. You know? <laughs> Everybody right. liked it and that was there. And, you know, it, it was a chance to just tell them intentionally, you know, this is because we want to show you how much we appreciate you, love you, and want you to be here at Aldrich and a chance for us to show you that. So they... I think that's a message that people don't mind hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought the first one went well, um, which was a picnic you know, mm. out on the playground. Yeah. Um, the second one we had was bingo night. And uh, that was, when was that? I got that written down here somewhere. That well, was, was early July 13th. Yeah. yeah. And it was fun. It was in the evening instead of in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we didn't have a huge turnout for that, but we had a great time interacting with the kids and the families. And um, I think of, I think 90% of the families that were there mm-hmm. were from McNeil. Oh, that's so, so good. Yeah, it was, it was great to have right. those people interested in seeing. And, you know, so it was great first, hopefully first impression for them. It was for me. We had a, a great time. You know, Dr. We, um, we were in a meeting earlier last week and Dr. Garrison was talking and he um, shared with Joe and the other principals and assistant principals in that room how much feedback he's received mm-hmm. from these family engagements. Mm-hmm. And they've had some people attend just from the community who may not necessarily be a part of the uh, school population, but live in the neighborhood mm-hmm. of it. So uh, you can, he, he, he shared the, that yeah. with us. Well, but uh, do you have one more yeah, coming up? Yeah, we sure up, do. And it, I'm really excited about it. We're, it's a Culver's night. Ah. Uh, so it's going to be on, let's see here. Yep. August the 7th from 4 PM to 8 PM at the Beloit Culver's and the first hundred families from Aldrich, you know, veteran families or new families yeah. right? that show up, will get a ticket for a free uh, scoop of ice cream. Oh, um, cool. So, you know, and it's a, it's, it's a little bit of a fundraiser too. We get a little, you know, percentage of the, of the, of whatever sells beyond mm-hmm. that. Um, so it's a, it's a good way for us to make a little money to, you know, run teacher appreciation week and things like that. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it's going to be a great opportunity. I'm anticipating lots of people to come because Culver's is always packed you know yeah and so and they have good customer service up at that culver's i like it well they're about to be swamped so culver's if you're listening (laughs) make sure we got enough people there um but we'll we'll have a lot of staff there too so be a great chance to meet people have fun eat you know that's what it's all about and i know you mentioned it a little bit you have students joining your school this fall and new families over for mcneil Mm -hmm. can you talk a little bit about the transition plans of welcoming all the students back to school on september 5th yeah well the first thing is not really welcome back strategy, but it's to have everything in place. So it runs smooth. You don't want chaos first day. That's the worst impression you could ever leave. So Mm. teachers need to know what they're doing and they will, and they need to have a certain idea of how the day is going to work. Students need to know, everybody needs to know and be aware and that needs to be on point. And so that's the best thing I can do is make sure that that we're ready for that, that first day and that first week. And I know we will be, um, you know, beyond that it's, um, you know, there's, uh, Let's see, there's back to school night. Yep. That is coming up. Let's see, it's going to be uh, Thursday, the 31st from 4.30 to 6.30. And that'll be a real intentional time for us, for some of our new families. From, right. Uh, because 4.30 to 5 is just our new families coming in and a presentation for them. Uh, and I'll run it at different times 
at the night, you know, throughout the night too. But mm-hmm. that uh, that's one way to kind of talk to everyone, the staff that's coming from McNeil. Um, it's hard to pull everybody together in the summer, um, but before the staffs, the you know, the teachers left for the summer, we were able to meet for almost a couple hours at McNeil talking with the staff. And, you know, we've been in communication with them for room assignments and all the different questions they have about their grade level and the, you know, what they're teaching and and the schedule, because it's somewhat fluid. It's not, you know, it's not totally set until you get uh, closer into August. Um, So, you know, those conversations are happening with teachers. uh, But like I said, it's hard to pull them all in. And we've had leadership team meetings with the reconstant, you know, the refigured Mm -hmm. leadership team. And we'll have, um, PBIS and SCB team meetings with the new team members. So those are ways. And I'm looking to get another communication out just to those teachers and just, again, invite them in if they want to see the building, tour, talk, right. whatever. So that's that's with, you know, that's with the new staff. And the kids, you know, the boots on the, on the ground is what it is. You know, I'm going to be out and about and all the principals will be um, the first couple of weeks in hallways and classrooms, you know, saying, Hey, happy, happy Tuesday. Have a great mm. day. Have you got any problems? Make sure you go to the APs. <laughs> <laughs> no, that doesn't sound like no, you. Not done, right. But you know, just have fun with them and yeah. get, get to know them a little and they can get to know us. And, and from there it's our, our normal systems, you know, um, we have the first two weeks we have, um, and like we call it an Aldrich camp where, mm-hmm. you know, there's grade level rotations for expectations, procedures, things like that, what, what we offer kids, all those kinds of things. And so we, we kind of have a, a really intense couple of weeks where they're, they're hit with that, uh, through rotations and their grade level over and over again. So it helps them understand what's available and what's there and what to do, which is again, the opposite of chaos. Right. And we don't want chaos. No, well, we're on the subject of students. Let's talk about middle school students for a little bit. Um, what do you enjoy most about leading a building with middle schoolers, sixth, seventh, and eighth graders? And what's something you'd want our listeners to know about are your students? You know, um, again, last week, Betsy got to share a lot of positive things that people um, may not get the opportunity to hear as often. So, Let's talk about middle school students. All right. So what do I like best? Yes. And then some positive things. Well, I mean, I think inside me rages, you know, a middle school kid. (laughs) (laughs) So I I, I maybe don't look like one anymore, but I I have that mind. I know that mindset is in me and I I feel like I've always been able to connect with kids. That's Mm -hmm. why I, one of the reasons I got into teaching is I love working with kids, whether it's coaching, whether it's as a teacher, whether it's as an administrator, um, it's just always been an easy thing for me. And hopefully, you know, it's not one-sided, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully there's, there's good on both parts there where they take something from it and enjoy being with me. Uh, but that it's that dynamic and interaction that I love. Kids know an authentic person or not. Mm-hmm. I lo- They have very good um, intuition. That's the yeah. word. Thank you, Mark. You know what? And, and um, we've been in your building enough to know that the kids look pretty happy. And seem to be, I mean, it's just got a nice culture. Um, so I think having um, other students transition from another building mm-hmm. um, are going to feel welcomed mm-hmm. and be a part of your family very yeah. quickly. And, and we, at the end of this past year, 22-23, we mm-hmm. had tours. So the grade, oh, I didn't know the, that. The fifth graders coming to us as sixth graders, sixth to seventh, seventh. At McNeil came, yeah. and there were three different days we did it, one for each grade level, and we split them up. So half the grade level would come on, let's say, Tuesday, yeah. May, whatever. And they'd come in at 9 o'clock, and then they'd go back, and then at 10 o'clock the next 
the other half would come mm-hmm. of that grade level. And so it was just, it, it was a great chance for them to come to the building, to sit in the cafeteria, to hear, to meet everybody, to walk through and get a tour and find out this is what we do and that's what we do. And we've got these cool things and those cool things. And just to hammer that message that, um, you know, we're a family and we want you to feel good and welcome and not afraid and none of that. We want it to be a great thing for you. Um, and so I think it was pretty much successful in that mm-hmm. the, the kids left feeling way better about it than when they came right. and so did the adults right. you know we all we all it was a home run i think for the most part and so that was really important thanks for sharing that we didn't know that so uh let me ask you this what is one question you wish i would have asked you today and how are you going to answer that question <laughs> what do you think about aa ron to the uh jets uh, <laughs> oh i don't even know what aaron Rodgers going over A-Rod, to the jets yeah. oh yeah, yeah. hey you think i'm touching that question i, I am in well, I get to answer it. You, okay, you answer go it. For it you answer it go for it come on well i think they got a good shot to win the super bowl i think aaron Rodgers still has a lot of game left in him and he's going to go to a team with a great defense great running game so they're going to be tough to beat because he's one of the best throwers of the football in the history of the planet period mm. so i know he's got a few few years left but i'm excited to see jordan love too maria's still <laughs> laughing because i was like what i, I can't say <laughs> monica's a Bengals fan i so. am a cincinnati Bengals fan yeah. they, joe burrow team? joe burrow <laughs> i know i think you asked a very good question and i think you answered it very well oh, thank yeah. you. so yeah. we like to end our podcast with two questions the first one is can you share with us a teacher or teachers who may have um, had a positive influence in your life yeah, well, of course, my, my parents were one of the greatest teachers. Uh, and everything good in me is from them. Um, I had a, a teacher that was also a coach, and he had a huge impact on my life. Um, I was a freshman in high school, and my best friend and I were walking through the hallways of the school, going to class, and this big gorilla of a guy. Was <laughs> huge. He was an Indiana sports high school legend. I just didn't know it at that point. It's like 200. 80 pounder with this big beard. He was monstrous. And he goes, you two are going to throw for me. And I, said, yes, sir. <laughs> I did, didn't know what it meant. And we ended up finding out it's, this is Kevin King, the great Kevin King, state champ in wrestling, state champ, record holder in the discus, second in the shot put, um, all state football, went to IU, played on scholarship. So, you know, just this massive personality. And he picked us up out of the blue and changed my life completely. I, uh, um, you know, the success that I experienced in track and field and doing the things I needed to do, to prepare myself to be an athlete, translated into the classroom, translated into every nook and cranny of my life. I ended up going to college and throwing uh, discus there. It wasn't great, but you know, it, my fortunes were, were turned in a moment when I met Kevin King. So oh. uh, he was also an economics teacher. He wasn't as good an economics teacher. As he <laughs> <laughs> we still had a great time in his class, but yeah. yeah so that uh, was a life changer for me. Coach Thank- King. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Cause a lot of our coaches are teachers in our district too, and they do have a great impact. Mm-hmm. The other question is, can you recommend one book that everyone should read? So we're collecting um, recommendations from all our podcast guests, and then we're actually going to be giving away these books. So sure. Do you well, have one? Yeah, it's, it's a real thick one, too. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I love to read history, especially biography. Um, to me, that's the best. That's where I get any kind of leadership skill that I, you know, is from talking to great people who have done great things. Um and finding out what made them tick, why they did what they did. I love that. I just drink it up. So, um, and my, one of my favorite uh, people to, to read about is Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln. And uh, a historian named 
Doris Kearns Goodwin wrote mm-hmm. a, a great book called Team of Rivals. Mm-hmm. And it was about how Lincoln, you know, first of all, was a surprise nominee for president. And then the fact that he got the nomination over Seward and, and these other guys was a crazy miracle. Um, so he brought into his cabinet his rivals for the mm-hmm. Republican nomination. Um, you know, there was, I'll probably not be able to mention them all, but there was, you know, Seward who thought he was going to be president and ended up being Lincoln's secretary of state. Um, there was uh, uh, Gideon, oh, what was his name? Um, secretary of, of, of war defense. Uh, anyway, they were all his rivals for the nomination. Mm. I wish I could remember the names. Uh, Sam and Chase yeah, was another rival and then being treasury secretary. Um, you know, um, yeah, come on, Joe. Uh, that's all I can remember. Oh, that's all right. That's, <laughs> that's I, actually, yeah. I'm, but I'm him, surprised. him managing these rivals, you know, Edward Bates was his mm. attorney general. And mm. that's another one. Um, the way he managed his cabinet to get it to take the, you know, America through the, the toughest point probably in its history ever um, and come out like it did uh, was in my opinion, due to the fact that he knew people and was smarter than all of them was always the smartest <laughs> guy in the room. And there's just tons of things to learn from it. And it's written almost like a gossip column, you know, mm, you, you get drawn right. to that kind of stuff. It's that kind of a thing. It's not dry history. It's mm. their relationship, their interaction. Um, you know, Ed, Edward Stanton became his secretary of war. That's what it was. And there's a great story. Am I going too long on this? No, uh, you, no keep you keep going. going. There's, a, there's a great story. So Lincoln was a, you know, an, a lawyer for a prairie lawyer from Illinois. Right. And he was involved in a case that became a high profile case and um, was hired on the legal team and this legal team was going to meet in Cincinnati for the trial. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was of course, before he was nationally known as a politician I and mean, in as probably in the early fifties and Stanton was the big name lawyer from out East that was coming to argue the case. But Lincoln had information that he'd gleaned from working with the, the people involved in it that would help. And, you know, Lincoln unfortunately is known as like that he was called ugly to his face a million times. He was not a handsome man, apparently. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> and, and Stanton took one look at this guy who's dressed in a suit that doesn't fit, you know, he was very, very tall. Yes. Too. He was tall, gangly, yes. you know, just an odd looking dude right. and wouldn't even talk with him. Wouldn't ask him anything. Totally humiliated him. Um, and Lincoln got past that and ended up working with Stanton, you know, in, in his cabinet. And when Lincoln died uh, when he was assassinated, you know, Stanton was the one that uttered the famous line, now he belongs to the ages. So he was, he was better than all of them and they all knew it. And they just, it was cool that it started with that piece, you know, their relationship. And because of the things Lincoln did and they saw how, how talented and smart he was, that they, they respected him and, and knew that he was the one they were following, not the other way around. So I thought that was just a great story. Thank you for adding that book to our collection. And before Maria finishes out for us, just want to recognize uh, your comments um, about your parents being your first and most influential uh, teachers in your life. So that was very nice. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity to talk with you guys. And thank you for joining us today, Joe. Um, we know that you and your staff are working hard to ensure that our Aldridge students have a successful start to the school year. And we enjoyed learning more about um, you, the Aldridge Middle School team, and we're sure our listeners did too. So we hope all of you guys join us next week for another episode of STB in the Spotlight. And make sure to share our podcast with other friends and family.
Absolutely. Thank you, guys.